Hello and welcome to Bitterfall Podcast. I am your host, Angelique. It is um, a Wednesday night, a night right before the episode comes out. And um, just a little bit about how I got here. Um, This weekend I was resting. I slept all day on Saturday and um, literally woke up like at 3.30 and my daughter was like, can we go to the park? I took it to the park. We had ice cream night, movie night Saturday, and Sunday we went to church and came back at 12 and slept to like 4.30. That's how tired I was this weekend. So as I as I like to um, record on Saturday nights, it just did not happen for me. And even when I tried to record on Sunday, you know, I had been praying and just asking God, what am I going to talk about? What is it that, you know, I'm going to share, you know, use me. And I didn't hear anything. Monday, I took the day off and decided to go and get a massage and just really just relax and just really take care of myself. Um, And I still hadn't heard anything. And right now I'm in another commitment that is going to be this weekend, but also ending this weekend. So I've committed to doing some things um, so God can move in uh, my life and their life in a powerful way. And I just thought to myself, okay, well, maybe um, because I'm really committing to this right now, you know, an episode is just not going to be there. Um, and I would just have to let you guys know that, hey, there won't be no any episode. Uh, but then I thought, I'm like, well, I won't be here another weekend. And actually, this is going to be our last episode for this season. Um, I remember when I was having a conversation with God about this podcast and I was asking him how many episodes and um, he just reassured me that there would be eight episodes and we are at our eighth episode. And so this will be our last episode of the season for season one. Um, and I'm already excited about season two, but um, back to me just not hearing anything and, and just thinking like, okay, maybe I'm to commit myself to what, um, is, is what, what I want, what am I, fo- what I'm focusing on right now, excuse me. And so I kind of just let it go and let it be. And, um, on my way to work this morning, um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, I want you to talk about forgiveness and I want you to share your story. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll share my story. And so, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about, I'm going to share my story with you guys. Obviously, um, there's someone on here that has been listening to this podcast consecutively and who is having a hard time forgiving. And I just want to share, um, what I thought at the time was unforgivable. Um, what I thought at the time, I would never see myself forgiving this person or being able to share the same space with this person ever again. Um, but God has um, freed me and delivered me in his name. And I'm just so happy and excited to um, share my story with you guys. So if you guys hear me and and, and you say, oh my gosh, she sounds very excited um, sharing this message or sharing her story. Um, it's not that I am happy. I just have joy and I'm content and I'm free and I'm delivered. So um I just, you know, I just want to bring that hope to you guys knowing that 
you could forgive. God has forgiven us. So who are we not to forgive others? You know, and this is what this podcast is about. It's about bringing hope to others and just sharing our stories and our testimonies. And if you are new here, or even if you just need a reminder that our promise that God has given us is Romans 12, 12. I hope that in the midst of this podcast, even if you have to leave before it is over, that you make a decision to say, I'm going to go and have a conversation with God about this. I'm going to go and commune with him. I'm going to go pray. That is my hope for you that you will be that you you would have the joy of the Lord and that you would be content um and in wanting to build that relationship with him and deepen that relationship with him because he yearns for us every single day like he loves spending time with us so my hope is that you decide to leave this podcast and go and commune and talk with him and just have that intense moment with him um so go and read romans twelve twelve um and meditate on it. Um, put it up on your, on your mirror, on a sticky note, somewhere you can see it to remind yourself of what that is and the promise that God has given us. I'm praying for you guys as always. Um, and I'm just praying that it is the Holy Spirit, um, who uses me, um, in every episode that I even come on here and talk about. Um, I pray that it is, is less of me and more of the Holy Spirit. And that he just uses me. And I'm just so thankful that in this first season um, that God has used me in a major way, a way that I didn't think that I could be used. Um, I never saw my life being where it is now. And I just know that he has bigger and better plans for me. And I'm just so excited about it. I'm just so excited to just have a relationship with him and just to know him and just, you know, just to just know him as my father is one of has been one of the best decisions that I've ever made in my entire life. So, you know, I just want to share my story with you guys. At 13 years old, my entire life changed. My entire life changed. I was a typical girl is what I heard all the time. I would hear my aunt say, you're just a typical girl. And I would play with Barbies and babies until I was 16 years old. And I remember it was one Christmas. My mom bought all this baby stuff, crib and diaper bag and it was just so much and I would just thought like okay I'm 16 years old now like what am I doing with all this stuff but that's just how typical I was how pure and innocent I was like I didn't care what people thought I used my imagination I played school I played you know outside I rode my scooter my skates I did everything that a kid was you know did you know I shared every year of my birthday at Knott's Berry Farm because that was one of the my favorite things to do but this one particular day my mom, like if we would go outside, we could only play in the building or right on the front line so that she can see us or hear us out of the window. And on this day, it was 4th of July weekend. And I remember us getting ready. And someone told my mom that I had went across the street, which was forbidden. You cannot go across the street without asking. And there's nothing across the street. That would be her answer. What's across the street? There's nothing over there. Why can't you play over here? All your friends are on this side of the street. And um, someone told my mom that I kissed a boy. And my mom whooped me that day. It was 4th of July day and told me that I was not going to the festivities that they were going to. I was staying home. I was on punishment. She made me take down my B2K posters, my Bow Wow posters. She made them, she made me take them all down. Little Romeo, all of them down. She made me take them down. And one, I never did it. I never kissed a boy at that time. 
Um, and then two, what really broke my heart was is that I felt like I had built this level of trust with my mom. And to just realize that it was really one-sided. I was never a kid that had a curfew. Um, even growing up in high school, I would even spend time with my teachers like outside of school. Um, I would come in late and my mom would just let tell me, you know, um, to let me know, to let her know when I'm coming home. You know, even at 13 years old, um, you know, I had a cell phone and um, I never displayed that I just couldn't be trusted. Um, and at the time I thought me and my mom's relationship was so tight, um, to where she would at least talk to me about it or ask me about it. And she never did. And that's what really broke me. That's what really hurt my feelings. Um, but after she left, after she left that day to go and be with my brother and other family members, I was there left with, um, someone who had known me f- and someone who had known me since I was six months old at this time. Again, I was 13 years old and this person knew me. I was their, their child. I was their daughter. I, that was my dad. You know, he was my stepdad and I was laying in bed, listening to music and I was crying because I was so torn apart about not being able, not, I wasn't mad that I wasn't able to go. I was so torn apart that my mom believed what these people said about me without even asking me that really tore me to pieces. I just talking about it right now. It's just, I can't, I'm, I'm just going back to just being in that bed. I was in a bunk bed at the bottom bed and just really just sobbing and really just hurting. I feel like that was my first time ever feeling pain, like betrayal, like confused, um, condemned. I felt shamed. I felt embarrassed. I felt unworthy. I felt like who I, I, I even had a sense of like, who am I? You know, like I felt like a liar, even though I didn't lie, even though I didn't do it. I felt like there was words spoken over me and I just, it became my reality um, at, 13 year, at 13 years old. And that day when I was laying in my bed, I closed my eyes to sleep and I fell asleep and I woke up to a hand in my shirt caressing my boobs. And I opened my eyes and it was my stepdad. And I asked him, what are you doing? I was that that's exactly what I said. What are you doing? And he said, Oh, I'm just trying to turn off the radio for you. And I said, But the radio's over there. And we're having this conversation why is why his hand is placed on my boobs. It ends and he goes away into his room, but it, it didn't end there. My mom came home and it was just another day, but it's instead I was just, I feel like a whole nother person. Like all of this happened in one day. All of this happened to me in one day. And I kept it inside and it happened to me until I was 18 years old. Until I was 18 years old. I would get comments said to me that no kid no and it's no kid at all should hear from an adult i would get rubbed up against while washing the dishes 
I had so much anger in me. I remember there was this one time my mom asked me to do something and she told me to go get my stepdad some keys. And I told my mom, I said, oh, he just got out of the shower. I'll just wait. And she go give him the keys. Knock on the door. And I knocked on the door. And as soon as he saw me, he dropped his towel on purpose. And I just thought to myself, what is going on? Like, what is happening here? And I remember the first person that I told was was at the time one of the one of my guy friends that I was very close to in middle school and we later we went on to later date and um I don't even remember how that how that conversation went. I just remember him being the first person that I told what I was going through. And up until eighteen years old I was very miserable, you guys. I was I didn't know who I was. Just a, I was everything that my mom spoke over me. From that day forward, I became a liar. I was manipulative. I victimized myself. I was just, you know, I was everything that was spoken over me. Every single thing. And at 18 years old, I remember me and my mom having, I don't know what we were arguing about, but at this time I was so hurt and I knew it was going to come out one day, but I would use that as an excuse to, you know, talk back to my mom, to belittle her, to tell her that you're the worst parent ever without her even knowing, you know, how do, how can we hold people accountable for things that they don't even know about? And I remember we were going back and forth in the kitchen about something. I don't know what it was, but I saw him walk past in between us while we were arguing, going back and forth. Like he was just having a regular, normal, perfect day. He was very nonchalant about it. Like he was just going on about a day. He didn't care that me and my mom was arguing. He didn't care that, you know, he had a lot to do with this and she didn't know. He didn't care about any of that. And when I seen him, it just came out. I said, he, he's the reason why. He's the reason why I'm miserable. He's he's the reason why I am who I am. Him, it's him. And my mom looked at him and asked him, what is is she talking about? And I told my mom everything. But that same night, I actually ran away. I left home. I went away to some friend's house for about two weeks. And my mom sent me a message on Facebook saying that she missed me and she wanted me to come home. In fact, she came to pick me up that day after she got off of work. When she picked me up, <laughs> I thought I was going home to me and my mom and my brother. And I thought from there on I would be protected. But instead, the conversation in the car was, I'm going to have to stay with him for financial reasons. Again, I thought to myself, what the heck is going on? I only seen this in movies and here I was, this was my reality. I was so broken, you guys, broken into pieces. My life changed and it had never been the same since then, since 13 years old. And sometimes I had even wondered if I would have stayed home or if my, maybe if my mom would have came and talked to me 
and ask me about what happened or is it true and would it still have to happen or would it have to happen that way? I don't know. But, you know, I had all these questions. And so my mom brought me home and she said, you know, I'm going to stay with him for financial reasons. And when I get home, he's there. Again, being the reason why me and my mom are separated and arguing and bickering. And he's just so nonchalant. He told my mom we were wrestling. I've never wrestled with that man in my life. But I would say that I fought. I fought. And I just. It was hard for me. It was so hard for me. And when I started to walk with Christ, when I started to walk with God, I just remember and just knowing, um, being reminded of this verse in Colossians 3.13. It says, bear with each, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against one, a, a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And I didn't really know what that meant, but I understood it enough to know God forgave me. I'm just going to make a choice to forgive him. And so I just want to let you know that forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. And that was a choice that I made without even understanding or without even knowing. Because one, I saw myself becoming this person that I knew I wasn't created to be. And I feel like I've witnessed so many people and seen it so often to know that if I accepted this, then this is who I would really become. And so I made the choice to forgive, not knowing what that really meant. Years go by, still battling with that, still making a choice to forgive, acknowledging my pain. Giving it to God, letting go and letting God. And even then, I still didn't know what that meant. I just acknowledged that it wasn't okay, that I was hurt, that I was anger, angry, that I was bitter because of all of this. And that is not who God created me to be. That is not God who God created you to be. But years went by. And as I got closer to the Lord, I understand what it truly means to forgive. And for what I understand is forgiveness is to, to, to love your neighbor like you love yourself, to show up for your neighbor in the time of pain. And even though after years had passed and me not seeing this man that hurt me, that never said sorry, that just continued to lie. This broke our entire family up. Even when my mom said he's not going to be a part of our life anymore, she told the entire family and then turned around and took him back in. So just imagine how I was looked at in the family. I was a liar. No one believed me. Because if my mom thought it was true, why would she take this man back? And so that just tore the relationships up that I had. With my family, which was his family. Um, and I remember remember reaching out to some family on my mom's side and just crying out to them. And one of the things they told me to do was pray about it. And at the time, that hurt me even more. <laughs> that hurt me. 
But after years had passed, there was a death that happened in our family, which was on his side of the family. But I grew up with this person. We were family. We would always be family. And they passed away. And I knew that I would see him. That was the first thing that I thought about when she passed away. The second thing, I'm going to have to face this person, this person that I've forgiven all these years. So I remember I called my mom and I told her, oh, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go and, you know, go meet with the family, go meet at the, you know, where they're gathering. And she said, you know, so-and-so is going to be there. And I said, yeah, I know. And I got off the phone and I went into prayer and I prayed and I got there and I saw him. And when I saw him, I gave him a hug and I felt peace. I knew that I had been delivered in that moment because what I heard God say is this is how you show up for your neighbor. This is how you show up for your neighbor when they're in pain And I can clearly see that he was in pain, that the family was in pain. And who am I not to forgive him? Who are we? Who are we not to forgive people when God forgives us every single day? I'm not saying that, you know, people that hurt you, people that have caused you harm, that you go and you No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is to make a choice today to forgive them. Because what I thought was the unforgivable is not that for me. I'm so thankful that God used me. I felt so much peace. I felt so much joy. When I left there, I felt like I closed a chapter that needed to be closed. And so I just want to share some things with you that helped me forgive. One, acknowledge your pain, like I said. It's not okay. They hurt you. They said some things to offend you. They shouldn't have done it. They lied on you. They gossiped about you. They've done it all. Think things through. Write them down. That's what I had to do. I journaled it. Every emotion got heard about it. I screamed, I cried, I yelled, I asked why, why at 13 years old, when I felt my life was just a typical girl, how did it change from that? Why did it have to change? Three, imagine, imagine being on the other side. That was one of the key things that really helped me forgive not only my stepdad, but my mom. What did they go through in their childhood or who did something to them? They were hurt. They're harboring unforgiveness in their heart right now. Who am I not to forgive them? Four, remember God's forgiveness. This is number one. Remember God's forgiveness. God forgives us every single day. We are not perfect. The only person that is perfect is Jesus Christ. And I thank God that we have Jesus as an example of who we should strive to be like every single day. But he is the only perfect one. So remember God's forgiveness. 
Let it go and let God surrender it to him. Give it all to him. Lay it at his feet. Lay it at the cross. Continue to forgive. Remember, forgive. forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. So you're probably going to have to wake up every day and say, I'm making a choice to forgive this person. I'm making a choice. It's a serious decision that you have to make over and over again. And the process sometimes will be And the process will sometimes be will be difficult. It will be uncomfortable for you. But also pray for that person. Pray for that person that hurt you. I remember in the midst of all of this, like I would pray for him. Ask God to heal him. God, you've created this entire you've created this entire world. And all I'm asking you is to heal this person. Keep praying for that person. Pray blessings over their lives. May they encounter God. I don't know who this is for, but it's time to let go and let God. It's time to forgive. It's time to acknowledge your pain. And it's okay. It's okay to be angry. And so I just want to leave you guys with this bit of hope. If God can do it for me, he can do it for you. <laughs> Just let it go and let God. I love you guys so much. I'm so excited to bring season two to you guys. But until then, don't go far. I love you and God bless you.